You're listening to the Almost Kinda Daily with me, Jane Pike. 25. More thoughts on my shifting understanding of empathy. A few episodes ago, I shared some thoughts on empathy and how understanding my survival patterns has made me more aware of my responses and how I might inadvertently feed into or support patterns that aren't in the best interest of the rider. The resulting discussion was a lively and fascinating one, and I had a number of comments, messages and emails asking how I respond now to people when they're communicating their anxiety and fears to me. I wrote the following in response to those queries, and I thought it might be useful to share here also. First up, this is not a discussion in right or wrong, good or bad. It's a discussion for awareness. So while the initial focus lay with how best to support someone else, let's flip it and consider things from our side of the fence, rather than from the position of the person we're seeking to support. Our response to other people's needs is actually a result of our patterning rather than theirs. In the case of the example I talked about, and I mentioned anxiety specifically, in order for this type of survival patterning to be reinforced, it requires a dancing partner. The victim, although this is too strong of a word to use in reality, the pattern can be much more subtle than this and doesn't necessarily fit with what we would understand as victim per se, requires the helper. They exist on the same plane and share the same dynamic. Just as the victim seeks to get needs met through the enactment of a pattern, the helper responding is also getting their needs met, perhaps to feel needed, useful, to feel some sense of power. And oftentimes you'll see this dynamic flick back and forth. In that sense, helping feels good to us, but that help is expressed in very specific ways through what we perceive to be an extension of empathy and validation. And that help feels good to the other person because, again, needs are being met. So then as I continue on my journey, I start to become aware of my own patterns, my own ways that I seek my needs to be met. And side note, I was very much a helper, so don't think I'm viewing this situation as an outsider. (laughs) When I start to become aware of my own patterns, I start to develop a degree of neutrality to behavioural expressions. It's not good or bad, it's just their experience. The cycle of the victim, and again, this word is really inadequate, but we'll use it for the sake of example, no longer triggers the helper in me because I've released that pattern from my own experience. Am I empathetic? Yes. Does that make me immune to the suffering of others? Absolutely not. But now I'm viewing things from a different vantage point. I understand the stories, labels, patterns as part of them expressing what feels true for them in this moment. And their experience isn't playing out in my body in a way that provokes me to participate in that dynamic. How we respond has to do with our needs, not the other person's. Our truth and the other person's truth changes from moment to moment based on our perception. So again, it comes back to awareness. None of this can be contrived or forced. There's nothing wrong with extending your understanding in whatever way you want. And the unconscious impulsion to respond how you see fit is what will lead and be picked up on regardless. It's just about observing our own patterns and the way those patterns play out, rather than labelling something as good or bad, right or wrong. In a therapeutic or coaching relationship, I have to take responsibility 
of my own stuff. In my opinion, you have to care enough about the work you do for that to be a priority. I have to do the work so I'm aware of my own patterns first and foremost, so I'm responding to the other person as much as possible rather than myself. Onwards.